It's time. What time? It's movie mastery time. Oh, I thought you were actually asking. No, I'm not asking you anything. It's rhetorical. God damn it. Get the fuck out of my studio. <laughs> Who is this? <laughs> Security. Uh, I was just trying. To, I didn't even ask, ask the que- answer the question. I don't know why you're mad at me right now. <laughs> I was just curious. I thought it was good to ask questions. It's never good to ask questions. All right, I'll stop. Not here. No. Not, not na- on movie mastery. Not here. Not ever. Not now. Okay, well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for considering a question might not be rhetorical. Thank you. There you go. All right. What, so, am I some kind of jackass? Yes. Hey, that was rhetorical. Yes, you are some Shit. kind of jackass. God damn it. So, it's Movie Mastery. It's the podcast where we watch the movies that you recommend. I am John. Over there is Jeff. Hi. We are hosts. Yeah, we are hosts with a medium amount. We are hosts. With uh, you know, a low to medium amount. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're we're hosts with that cap out at a medium amount. Yeah, we. I mean, it's hosts with the most that we can have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're hosts giving our personal most. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I'd go that far. We try medium hard. <laughs> we are medium hard right now. <laughs> So yeah, we uh we get together, we watch generally awful movies because for some reason that's what people want us to watch. People do like he- to hear about awful movies. In this case, it's so- it's one that someone wanted us to watch so bad that they mailed it to us. Yeah, this is uh Ooh. one that we actually got sent the DVD of, and it is the item, the item. I believe was the actual pronunciation of the movie from the from the classic french the item oh the item yeah yeah that's right it's like that river you don't call it the thames yeah no it's the thames yeah in this case it's the Thames. it's the item the tab that's the new apple divide uh, derived river uh, the items the items <laughs> uh I'm wasting so much time that's fine normally before we dive right into it we give you Sort of a brief glimpse into what's coming up in your immediate movie review future. And, yeah. Uh, baby, baby, it don't look good. <laughs> yeah, it's like the last 30 seconds of that Roy Bertito's taco shop spot from the old uh, Beyond Grandpa cartoons. Good. I know that's a super... Good for the, the a cut super, a super obscure poll and no one knows what I'm talking about, but... <laughs> That's that's what I a bunch of clawing at your own eyes and your mouth getting distended and bleeding. That's what the that's what and also just some kid being like, hello. Oh, no. That's that's what it is. This this fucking movie was. I mean, you know, it's going to be quality when it is written, directed and stars the same person. Yeah. And what a person. And they had access to all of their mother's camcorder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Get ready for that. And most of a house that was used for a puppet show on Nickelodeon once, I bet. I'll bet. <laughs> the uh, the entirety of this movie is just everything is low budget. Mm-hmm. Like, the camera's bad. The lighting is awful. You can't tell what's going on 90% of the time. Not that you'd want to. Eh, like, the, the sound is awful. The Foley artistry is bad. There's, I will say this, there are at least, I'm going to say a couple points in this movie where I was like, hey, you're trying to act. Yeah, there was was occasional stuff that was like, oh, neat. But for the vast majority of it, I was just, you know, 
kind of my head would keep lolling back and I would just be sad. Yeah, I mean the problem is most of this movie isn't like you get that oh my god it's so bad it's good it loops around because it's so ludicrous but it isn't it's just sort of incompetently done so it's not like oh yeah no this is like the room level where the script is nonsense and the acting is just like an alien trying to perform a human mm -hmm. <clears throat> instead it's just like oh these are very bad actors doing a low-budget movie. It's just sort of, eh. Everyone's trying their hardest. Boy, howdy. Every, everyone's getting orange slices after this movie. All right. Well, do you need to see this movie? No. Yeah, you really... Unless... I was going to say, unless someone mails it to you, but then probably not. If someone mailed you the item, you should really consider what that friendship is. I mean, unless you have a movie review podcast. Like, if you do, then someone's like, obviously someone wants you to review a bad movie. But if you don't and someone mails you this, then yeah, that's like, I think that's the modern getting a horse head in your bed. Oh, yeah. This yeah. is definitely the like, did I just, did, did someone just decide they were going to, like, send me a message? Oh, shit. Did I piss off Russell Simmons? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> piss off Russell Simmons. He mails you a copy of the item. <laughs> Man, I don't want to piss off Russell Simmons. <laughs> nope. I might get more copies of the item. <laughs> so uh, so it's eminently skippable. And believe me, the, uh, the, the preceding material that we are about to deliver to you will tell you everything you need to know. Yeah. So we're going to play a little interstitial music, and we are going to be back with the full in-depth, blow-by-blow review of The Item. Good morning, how are you? I'm Dr. Worm. I'm interested in things. I'm not a real doctor, but I am a real worm. I am an actual worm. I live like a worm. We're back. <sighs> Yeah, John, I'm going to need a drink with this one, so. Yeah, yeah. you better crack up with a cold one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's let people think that's a beer, like yeah. as if I still have a lifestyle where a beer is okay. Yeah, as if you would still be, you know, capable of drinking a beer without, I don't know, going into some sort of horrible spiral of death. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's a Kirkland brand fancy lime-flavored fart water is what yeah. that is. Kirkland's own fart, and boy, <laughs> it is... Nasty. <laughs> it's the only way to describe it. They really get that LaCroix nastiness right up in there. Yeah, no, it's... Like, I love the pronunciation. It's limey in the sense that drinking like a nasty British guy would be. <laughs> yep. This is... Oh, fuck. That is definitely the experience of drinking a nasty British guy. <laughs> Kirkland's own nasty British gentleman brand bubbling water. <laughs> It's not even bubbling, what? Oh, it's bubbly water. I've got a bubbly personality, eh? Hey, <laughs> what, you fucking twat? <laughs> Bash your head in. Swear on me, mum. <laughs> so anyway, this movie opens with a woman making shitty art projects. Well, there's a, there's a song playing, but it might as well she's, be that she's listening to Downward Spiral. Well, or like further down the spiral. Or like even further down yeah, the spiral. Yeah, all the way at the bottom of the spiral, my favorite. <laughs> no more spiral. <laughs> the best Nine Inch Nails album. <laughs> all out of spiral. <laughs> further down the spirograph. <laughs> Back up the spiral. <laughs> Uh, what else is, what's more badass than a spiral? What if it was like a spiral, but it was made of triangles? 
So yeah, that's that's just it's just fucking the the opening credits. Is yeah, someone you, doing uh, art, the worst art. Oh, would you believe she's got a little blowtorch and she's burning doll heads, and some of the doll heads she's popping off the doll bodies. Yeah, it's a lot of doll stuff and a lot of wrapping wire around the doll heads. A and lot bodies. of wrapping wire. <laughs> yeah, I'm not wrapping. Okay, that's what I'm, you're going. I'm wiring them here to say. I thought I thought wrapping wire was going to be like a pushing rope analog or something. But but yeah, no, she's just doing bad art. Yep. But our our real opening for this movie is our four main protagonists, I guess. Oh, we could ju- uh, we could just call them main characters. Yeah, I guess the four main characters are sitting in a car arguing incoherently as far as I can tell because I could not follow their argument at all. Uh okay, so here's the thing about this movie. Whoever watched whoever made it, and we know who made it because he's the guy who was also starring in it. Yeah. Really liked Tarantino dialogue and fancied himself the kind of person who could write Tarantino dialogue, which is d- difficult to write if you've ever tried to write Tarantino. If you've not tried to write Tarantino dialogue, take a shot at it. And, you know, when you come out the other side and you read what you wrote, you're like, oh, that's why he makes money. Oh, because I, he likes feet. Yeah. It's because of the feet. Yeah, that's why he makes money. It's The reason he makes money is because Sam Jackson will keep talking to him for some reason. For some reason. Yeah. That still happens. Yes. But but anyway, so the characters, the conversation they're having really boils down to, I feel like this mission might be blown because the people we were supposed to exchange, uh, we're supposed to get a thing from, aren't showing up. Uh, and so they're having that conversation, but it's it's happening entirely in quips. Yeah, it's it's just like little snippets of things are. Ha- I mean, one, the sound quality is awful. Yeah. Uh, and two, they're just kind of like, uh, is it fucked? Is that a fuck we go or a fuck we stay? Well, fuck. And I'm like, come on, guys, just fucking let me know any plot that's going on. It's and like, then like someone, one of them pulls a gun on another guy, and you're like, why? The entire discussion is, should we stay here and wait longer for the person we are buying a thing from or leave? And he's like, oh, I'm fucking a pull a gun on you let's get the fuck out of here the gun is because the dude who was trying to leave also had the bag of money because they were going to buy the thing from the people who were going to deliver it to them and that dude was trying to leave for the night with the bag of money which the other guy didn't appreciate but yeah it's like if you asked a bunch of like hard gen x baristas to have this conversation (laughs) it's uh all of them just so erect yeah very hard also it's kind of like if like if seinfeld played out with a lot more cursing Should we fucking go? Well, we should fucking go. <laughs> I don't think we should fucking go, because you don't fucking go unless the thing's a fucking go. And that's the kind of shit that it is. Oh, he's a fucking go. <laughs> Where don't they fucking go, Jerry. Where don't they fucking someone go. talk about fucking going? <laughs> That's that. That's basically the dial. Like a bunch of re, you know short, repeated bursts of phrase, and eventually the dude that they're gonna buy something from does show up, and this takes I don't know a couple of minutes, like three or four minutes, and I just gotta go, man. How anxious are you when the person you're buying this thing from is just like a scientist dude who Wearing shows like a up in foil suit? Yeah, he's in a full silver suit with a silver walking cane and the world's most ridiculous luxurious hair yeah we got we gotta talk about that this dude looks like philip seymour hoffman at his wispiest it's it's weird because he's got like i don't want to say it's a mullet mm-hmm. because it isn't no it's wisp it's scientist wisp it's like scientist wisp 
but it's long hair. Well, yeah, that's what Scientist Wisp is. You see that on guys like, uh, let's say, uh, Brent Spiner in uh, in Independence Day. Nah, see, because he's got unkempt hair. He's got Einstein hair. Yeah. That's the kind of scientist hair he has. This guy's got, like, creeper hair, but it's luxurious well, he, on the downside. He has the Philip Seymour Hoffman and Boogie Nights haircut. The the long, I think this looks cool, but actually it make, it really calls attention to how much I'm balding. and Way too blonde, uh, unbrushed haircut. Yeah. Yeah. He's got the Philip Seymour Hoffman Boogie Nights haircut. Uh, he's wearing John Lennon sunglasses and a silver foil radiation suit suit and uh he kind of acts horrible yeah i don't know what like i don't know what they were going for here you know obviously the uh god this kirkland water man no nah, man this uh this butt water is just not <laughs> it's okay. like snorting a lime pez <laughs> You don't even grind them to powder first, because that would imply a smooth experience. Ugh, it, no, it, it does not go down smooth. No. So, anyway, it's, yeah. it's hard to tell what sort of direction was given for this guy, because the rest of the movie, everyone's a little over the top, mm -hmm. and it's just a little. Like, they're, they get more caricature-esque as the movie goes on, but this guy just starts at 11. No, yeah, this guy's, it's like he knows he's only in the one scene. Or like the director was like, hey, I want you to add a lot of like pauses because we're going to add portentous lightning flashes between your dialogue. And he's like, oh, that sounds great. I'll do it. <laughs> and then they forgot the lightning flashes. Uh, he, <laughs> he not only has like a weird pauses and things, he's doing an accent that kind of slips in and out of presence. Mm-hmm. And also just seems to be playing crazy. He's just like, ah, but is is the thing important or is the importance a thing? And you're like, Marty! God damn it. I invented a worm dick, Marty. <laughs> Marty, there's a worm dick in your kids, Marty. <laughs> We're getting ahead of ourselves. Uh... Anyway, they, they are all under the impression that they are here to purchase a weird kind of monkey that they're going to transfer to the next person. Yeah. They're just a go-between, all four of them. Someone, uh, it, There's a buyer that wants some weird genetic thing. Mm -hmm. This scientist is selling it to them, and then they are selling it to another person. So they take it from the back of his car after they give him the money, and then he stops them because he has a lot of safety rules he needs to go over with them for the thing, uh, which precludes him or includes him opening up the box, and then when everyone's like, that does look like a monkey in there that just looks like a bunch of disconnected shots of nothing he hands everybody glow sticks and just goes yes use the glow sticks it's more fun that way yeah it's it's a very weird choice to do this uh so it turns out that the thing in the box is some sort of harnessed down finger penis worm thing well, we don't even know yeah. that yet like we don't see anything of what the fuck is actually in this box for I'm going to say like 30, 45 minutes, or what at least feels like 30 to 45 minutes. But we get instructions. If uh, if the uh, a certain alarm on the box goes off, they have to open the box, which they have to do by feverishly smacking a million buttons on it at the same time if, to, to punch in a bunch of weird little four-digit codes in a row. Yeah, it's got one of those like uh, little digit uh input yeah. things that you see all over the place but the numbers on it are constantly just spinning to different things yes and it will not stop but it just looks like an impress it, it looks like they tried to go for the special effect when like the flash punches in a, a bunch of codes and gets the right one just by you know brute forcing it in like justice league movies and stuff but in, it's just ridiculous the when the box opens you have to take this tube out of one end of whatever's in there and you got to wipe it with some special disinfectant or yeah, it'll it's definitely got, die it's got a tube up its butt and yeah. an aspirin 
aspirator in its mouth, and then it's got some fucking disinfectant you got to use on it, and that's only if it's going to die. Like, if the signals for the weird worm thing get low, it will wake the thing up, because right now it's basically just sedated, mm-hmm. uh, and it will wake it up, and you gotta do all these things, and then you're gonna have an awake whatever the fuck this thing is, and he does not tell them anything else. I mean, outside of don't get it wet or feed it after midnight. Yeah, no, definitely don't do those things, yeah, and you have to hurry because of the Libyans! <laughs> Marty! <laughs> anyway, after they start loading it into their car, the scientist has a change of heart, and he wants it back. So he marches back over there and is like, no sale, I can't give it to you. Here, take your money back. I, I, I can't do this. This thing is, I don't know, precious for some reason. Mm-hmm. And then they tell him no, and then when he persists, they punch him in the face, and then when he persists, they murder him. Yeah. And then in a display that I thought meant that this was going to be an actual comedy movie, the assistant to the scientist who is in the car mm-hmm. has a crucifix pocket knife. And the, I mean, the blade on this could not be more than like an inch. Yeah, it's the kind of thing you get when you buy your first Swiss Army knife to go camping. And she comes out of the car and one of them goes, she's got a knife! Well, it's funny because they, I, I, it's uh, the person who says that is the woman, the main character woman. We might as well start introducing those people at some point. Mm-hmm. Lauren, who uh, doesn't see the knife, but instead intuits she has a knife because Lauren's the kind of person who can do that sort of thing and goes, she has a knife. And then the two guys who have guns pull their guns and shoot for a, a million years? I, I <laughs> Long enough for my daughter to get tired, crawl into my lap, and fall asleep there. Yeah. They begin shooting at this person, and at first, they're just hitting nothing. And I'm like, man, these are the worst fucking shots for criminals I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And then they start hitting her, and it doesn't matter. And it just, like, keeps having these little, like, you know, bullet explosions happening, and not just in, like, the chest or shoulders or whatever. She gets, like, shot in the knee and doesn't stop running at them and just gets shot over and over and over and is just covered head to toe in blood before she finally, like, reaches them and falls down. If you're looking for the kind of setup payoff that this movie can deliver to you, before she gets out of the car, our main character, uh, what, Alex? I guess. Alex, our main character, who's the most 20-something Gen X, he's got a chin soul patch. I mean, like, as in, it's a neck beard soul patch. It starts under the chin. Yeah, like, right where the chin is... He's just got hair. It looks like, like a go- an under T. It looks what like he has. What it looks like is he has some Velcro there where he attaches his real beard sometimes. <laughs> uh, but before she starts charging the car, when he shoots the other, because he shoots the scientist, he goes, huh, I got to pee. And then she does her whole death charge towards them, dies, and then he just gets bored and pees. Yeah, and oh, he's badass or something. He pees a happy face in the dirt. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Oh, gosh and golly. Uh, well, anyway, they take they, at this point. They're like, "Well, we still have to sell this thing to the next guy. We're gonna make a bunch of money." Oh well, at least we get to keep the money that we were gonna give this guy. So here's our main carrot cast. Alex always wears this red T-shirt, and he has a soul patch beard that looks like Velcro, and he is, he is a giggling asshole. He's the leader of the group, and is. Let's go ahead and just say a giggling asshole, yes, but also incompetently evil. Yeah. <laughs> He's basically the main character in any one of those, or the, the bad guy character in any one of those, like, college kids gone wrong movies from the early 2000s. Like, go. He's just that. He's just like, ha ha ha, I'm on your side, right? Yeah, you know, I have a really strong opinion about egg rolls. Oh, no, I have a gun in your fa- face. Those guys. 
Yeah. Uh, that, that he's just he's completely insufferable. Also, he directs and and, and has written the movie. Yes. Uh, Lauren, the woman, uh, she's the least developed of the four of them. Yeah, Lauren, the woman. Yeah. There you go. That's her uh, character. Fatty, the fat guy. Uh, who probably has a name, but Lord knows they just call him Fatty. Nope. They will never say what his real name is. Even at one point in the movie where he has an entire fucking mental breakdown is like, I, I don't want you to just refer to me as fat. They're like, aw, Fatty, no. Aw. Oh, fatty. Uh, but no, they, <laughs> fatty, fatty. And then the last guy, Warren, uh, which Warren and Laura being in the same scenes is, is irritating. Warren just looks like Ben Stiller from Dodgeball. Yeah, he's got that mustache going on. Mm hmm. Uh, the kind where it just the, like keeps going a little too far down the mm -hmm. lips, but not enough to be like, oh, you're actually doing something with this. Yeah, he's moved past the point where he's uh, a police officer with a beard and r gone right into the he's in the highway patrol with a beard. <laughs> that's that's uh he's a statey so his whole thing is he he's doing like one last job before he's out because he's dying mm -hmm. is his development which we will all learn all of this very shortly but they're gonna take this genetic abomination thing and a packet of money and lay low until the buyer shows up at alex's girlfriend's place mm-hmm now I'm going to say, right off the bat, what's up, dickwads? <laughs> was that it? Was yes, that it? that's what I was going to say. Thank you. <laughs> I don't I don't understand. I was going to say I don't understand a lot of the decisions in this movie, but I do just because it's, you know, bad. Yeah. But the setup for this is essentially that these people are, especially Alex, are just willing to kill anyone. Yeah. For any reason. Yeah, yeah, they don't care. They, they are immoral. They have, they have uh, nothing where their soul should be. And you'd think maybe that they would be like, oh, let's go anywhere where people won't show up. Mm -hmm. But instead, they're like, oh, no, let's go to Alex's college's girlfriend, like, in that his girlfriend is in college. Yeah. At one point, he's like, this is my girlfriend. She's an artist. And she goes, no, I'm an art student. Yeah. So we got a, got a weird, creepy relationship there. Uh-huh. Uh... Poor Alex's girlfriend. She gets the worst in this movie. Yep. Uh, uh, so anyway, you get you get the kind of Bonnie and Clyde relationship with them right away because she jumps up and straddles him while he's walking, and they're all like, "Oh, we're making out. Oh gosh, we've got that kind of wild sex energy." Uh, anyway, <laughs> we got that wild sex energy. They bring the big box in the house, and she's like, "What's that thing?" And, and he just goes, "Oh, it's some kind of monkey." Yeah. It, oh, it's a frozen monkey we're selling. Yeah. Uh. So that then they have a long sequence where they plan the ordering of Chinese food. Yeah, we get <laughs> we get the point where the Chinese food order and the like everyone else is just kind of trying to take care of business like Warren's calling his family because we find out he's fucking dying and we find out that Fatty like his kids don't even want to see him because they're afraid of him yeah they, specifically his kids are afraid that he might eat them well no that's what he says what he's having his full mental breakdown he says it before that too no Dur during during the scene where he first like my wife won't even let me in the house my kids th are afraid i'm gonna eat them i'm not, uh, i mean he also repeats it a lot during his stupid mental breakdown scenes yes. but i mean oh christ any anyway he is the worst stereotype uh Oh, and Lauren is the woman. <laughs> and, and Lauren is also there. <laughs> 
So we get a whole bunch of dumb nonsense where they try and make the whole ordering of food snappy and interesting, and it we're going to need a isn't. lot of sweet and sour pork. Okay, and we're going to get this. And uh, if they've got it, Mongolian beef. They don't have Mongolian beef. Well, they suck then. Okay, what Chinese restaurant are we going to anyway that doesn't have Mongolian beef? That's like one of the four standards. One of that's, the four standards. That's like this McDonald's better have hot dogs. Wait, <laughs> McDonald's never have hot dogs. I want that cut, John. Stricken from the record. Nope, they that's had, in. They haven't had hot dogs since the mid-70s when they briefly did experiment with when hot they, dogs. When they, well, I mean, everyone was experimenting with hot dogs and in it, the mid-70s. Yeah, in the early 70s, they were experimenting with hot dogs. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, your father and I used to experiment with uh, hot dogs in the 70s. <laughs> are you trying to say quaaludes in a weird way? <laughs> We are, yes. Okay, yes. Great. Okay, well, then great. It's because of all the hot dogs we had. <laughs> okay, please explain what quaaludes are then, because that's just one of those words I associate with the late 70s and nothing else. I don't know what it means. I want to say... I think they made you sleepy? I was going to say, I think it's basically like sleeping pills-ish. Mm -hmm. But just downers, so it's like pills you'd take instead of heroin. It's such a great name. Like, it seems like it's wasted on the decade. <laughs> it's a real shame quaaludes were wasted on the 70s. I mean, all the modern drugs are just like, uh, just a one letter. Just, oh, it's E. Yeah, try some E. E. Yeah. Back then, they got quaaludes. I mean, that's rad as hell. Quaalude sounds like a villain from an anime. Quaalude? <laughs> yeah. Quaalude to a dream. Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> Hey, maybe that's why they were called that. Uh, hey, wait. Oh, my, oh, oh my God. This is, this is we real. We broke this wide open. <laughs> this is real Quaalude thinking. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I just really hated this. But yeah, they have the, you know that kind of stupid back and forth dialogue where the camera lightly glazes over each of them each time they're, they're talking. Like It's got that edited like MTV, it's 2007 and we're making my so-called life where it's just we're just painting back and forth because we're young and vital and we make our own documentaries about ourselves. <laughs> we're young and vital. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, uh, so now uh, God, I cannot remember her name. Alex's girlfriend. Girlfriend. Yeah, girlfriend goes to go pick up the food mm -hmm. and the rest of them hang out and <sighs> probably the worst thing in this movie is the next I don't know, 15 minutes of fucking dumb bullshit uh, where well, there's friends come to visit. There's two segments to the next 20 minutes or so of, of ass. The first one is all of them are sitting around doing nothing when Alex says, all right, it's time to open the box that we're going to get paid millions of dollars for and poke the thing in there for fun. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's why they have to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they're like, hey, let's open the box and fuck around with this thing. And I don't. I don't understand. They say that they have been doing criminal jobs for 17 years mm -hmm. together. Yeah. And they are the most incompetent, shitty criminals I've ever seen to the point where they're like, oh, we have a secure box of a thing we've been told, like, is highly susceptible to possibly dying. And the only way we're going to get paid is if we deliver this. But let's open the box and fucking poke this thing and blow smoke at it. <laughs> Yep, and that's what—that's indeed what they do. They they open the box, poke the thing, taste the fluid it's covered in. Yeah, it's all like wet and goopy. Yeah, and we get our first kind of looks at this thing at this point, which it—it's. It, I mean, just, at it, this point, it just sort of looks like a worm. It looks like there's a big worm, a pulsy worm in here. Uh, but unfortunately, while they're all having having fun looking in, at a thing in a box, uh, a. 
a, a group of drag queens come in. Yeah. The Well, two drag queens and two kind of punks, I think. Kind of like glam punks. Yeah, that was the weird bit for me, is they wanted it to sort of be like, oh, it's the girlfriend's art student friends. And so the shorthand for these are art student friends means they're all going to be like either the well they either look like they're from like the new york party monster club yeah, scene you have two people that just are straight up like oh no we're either in drag or trans and then two people that just look like they're gonna go to a fucking rave mm-hmm. like they call all of them uh transvestites in the movie and i'm like that's wrong yeah, first off definitely there's no way that's that's correct and <laughs> number two no nah, man this dude is just wearing like a lot of eyeliner and a mesh shirt and yeah. has silver hair that guy's lined up to be an extra in a club scene in a blade movie i mean yeah. given that the blade came out the, that year there's there's nothing stopping this guy from just having just gotten off the set of blade where he was in that do 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 part with the with the blood showers yeah no that these people there's like the one guy and i he gets a name and i can't remember it is but he's just like yeah man i just i just look like a fucking punk i've got like all black and some chains and weird makeup on yeah his makeup very is very specifically the spray painted the bottom half of his face chrome which makes you think about mad max fury road uh which you know happened 17 years later but but still (laughs) that's what when you see you're like oh look at that he's all shiny and chrome yeah someone needs to witness this dude yeah uh but otherwise yeah he just kind of looks like a background extra from uh like buffy so i'm ready to dance at this coffee shop (laughs) which for some reason we all do all the time yeah man the bronze is the only place to go in sunnydale yeah and and it's the only place to go and dance while dressed all punkish even though it's like a coffee house well i mean yeah there's also a band's there it's a it's a live band yeah you can get drinks so it's Mm -hmm. technically a bar that's true they just the seating arrangement in there is very coffee house and it's strange to me yeah no it's very yeah that that's also true and also it they always manage to walk right in and get a table instantly which for a live venue with like live music and dancing and drinks and so on feels incongruous for buffy like they should have to wait a long time but then again i feel like that might just be because it's a tv show i don't know (laughs) who knows who knows who could possibly know why we didn't have in every episode of buffy an hour point where they had to wait for a good 30 to 45 minutes to get a table not to get in obviously because it's not the kind of place where you have to wait for a table and they call your name but rather where they have to stand there awkwardly and try everyone's and- just holding their yeah. drinks in between yeah. where you can where you can sit <laughs> and the dance floor is xander all edgily watching a group of people to see if they leave and one of them gets up and they're like oh i'm just going to the bathroom he's like fuck god damn it <laughs> So, yeah, they these four burst into girlfriend's house without bothering to knock and are loud and boisterous and then look over and, ooh, they can, I guess, see these four criminals and the box that they have open. At this point, Alex has been shoved to the ground by Fatty uh, for reasons. And and so Alex, who normally would be the one who takes charge, does take charge on the floor. He's like, uh, hi there. Uh, you guys want to come on in? We're having Chinese for dinner. Girlfriend's not home right now, but she should be back in a little while. All the while, uh, I think Warren is getting his gun out from behind him. Yep. And one of them looks and goes, what's that thing in the box? And they're like, well, never mind. Time to shoot all of well, you. Well, I guess we got to kill you, which, again, this is... <laughs> this is the dumbest scene in the movie. <sighs> okay. Like, you're already shitty criminals because you're basically 
you could have just fucked up your payday by playing with this dumb thing in a box anyway. Yeah. But then, instead of being like, nah, she's not here, you need to get the fuck out. What's that in the box? I don't know, some kind of crazy goopy thing. Get out of here. Oh, it's an art project, which is what I thought they were going to say is, oh, this is a new art piece. But no, they're just like, well, I guess we gotta kill you. And indeed they do. Well, almost. They chase one of them. The guy who asked the question dies immediately. Uh, but then we get a bunch of extended alley chase scenes where all the characters kind of run w- after a different one. Well, no, let's not use the term run, John. That's, that's a, that's uh, a, that's a, uh, that's a descriptive term that does not apply here. They whoosh where they're going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like all of them run out of the house. One gets killed immediately outside of it, which, You'd think might alert anybody nearby that someone has just been shot, and yeah, it, then it, the cops would come, but al- no. Also, a dra- the, one of the two drag queen ones gets shot right away. So there's still two left alive, uh, and then we get into- Well, some- there's, there's three left alive, because okay, they're going to okay. kill two more. Yeah. Well, the- so there's- Basically, each of them except for uh, Lauren stays behind. Yeah. Uh, and then the three guys go out to kill the three that are still running. The one that died just right out front doesn't really yeah, matter. Yeah. So Alex gets his pretty kills the one he's chasing right away pretty easily. But again, I, well, the thing I really want to reinforce here is that we are stylistically not running. Instead, everyone, including the victims, are just holding still while the background pans around behind them and a whoosh noise plays. They are zooming, yes. is what I will call this because mm-hmm. it actually makes car zoom noise. Yes, it does. When they go somewhere, yeah. they do not move. Basically, they're just on a skateboard that gets pulled mm-hmm. and they're it's basically like they're standing on the dolly that the camera is on so when the camera moves on the track they move with it and so the background moves and they just stand still given that the background's got a lot of black and a lot of little areas of like oh this one part of the wall is lit it also wouldn't surprise me if this is just a really blurry cgi shot they're doing where they're just standing and, and moving a green screen background behind that them. would be more money than just having someone on a skateboard be pulled that's true but they, either way they don't run and it's a stylistic decision they get they get they get zoomed everywhere they're going uh, uh, so yeah, Alex gets his. Yeah. Uh kills the person he's after pretty much right away. Yeah. Warren catches up with the one punk guy that needs to get witnessed and he like starts begging for his life and Warren's just kind of like, "Hey man, you got to toughen up. Uh, just just chill out, my dude. I'm going to kill you. Mm-hmm. You should be cool with it." Yeah. And then we get the cross-dressing Asian person knows Kung Fu and kicks Fatty's gun out of his hand and then, like, Kung Fu fights him for a bit before getting the gun and then shooting at him a bunch and Alex shows up and then he gets Kung Fu fought and just... Yeah, you want to describe this scene? Go ahead. Fuck you. God, I fucking hate everything about this movie. But as soon as this scene was happening, I was like, oh... Well, mostly because both the guns in this scene have infinite bullets yes. and so you just have to listen to gunshot noise for like five minutes while characters just aren't hit by bullets uh and we have a lot of stopping and pausing and discussing things behind garbage cans uh the <sighs> It's all very sexist. Yeah. Because uh, there's a point where, you know, when, when Alex is addressing the the, uh, the the drag queen himself, he's like, he's like, yes, ma'am, I, I, we're very interested in working out a deal with you. And then he turns around, and he's like, that tranny's going to have to die. I hate him. 
And he's just like, oh, Ugh. dude, what? what you... It's the scene up until this point, the movie was just sort of bad. Yeah. And now I was like, oh, God damn it. Ugh. I don't want to have to talk about this. Yeah, this is this is going to be bad. There's only one decent line here, which is when Alex goes to offer them a deal of like, look, we'll give you $5,000 to fuck off and forget anything happened here uh, as long as you give Fatty his gun back. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, why don't you come out? He's like, I've been out for years. Why don't you come out? And I was like, ah, it's good. <laughs> good. I'm glad that you own it. <laughs> yeah. Then they get in a fight and he kills He kills her. And that's uh, it. With, with, because because here's the thing about this movie with this character, Alex. Uh, he is just the luckiest piece of shit. Oh, he's just a real fucking dumpster garbage man. Yeah. he. It, the, the movie wants you to think he's some sort of kinetic badass because they give him a lot of whoosh noises. But boy, does he ever just, every time anyone tries to shoot him they just miss or they're out of bullets now yep he is just lucky and that's it that's that's his only trait so he he kills this 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 drag lady uh and then all of them go right back into the building where you know warren is like yeah i definitely killed my punk except he did not yeah Um, now we get (sighs) immediately after this we just go to dinner yeah chinese food time girlfriend has brought chinese food back and apparently doesn't notice that one of her friends is dead immediately outside of her door. And well, there is a there is a toss off line to warn about go clean all this up and put it in a car and hide it. So yeah, it that's not gonna that's not gonna work. I don't know <laughs> if you you've tried to clean blood off of the asphalt in front of someone's house, but uh, but these guys are the best, John. Oh, they're, 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 oh yeah, they're definitely they're, real. Which I assume, given how shitty they are at this, means that they're the best at covering up their dumb fuck mistakes. Oh yeah, the only way that they would possibly still be alive mm-hmm. and in business is that they are amazing at being able to cover up, cover up the fact that they are the absolute worst. Yeah, they're like the mullet of crime. They're like a Tom Green up front and a Harvey Keitel in the back. You're going to say Harvey Keitel is the waterfall? Yeah, because he's the business part. He's the bit. Oh, I guess I should say he's business up front. Yeah. Be. Harvey Keitel no. up front and Tom Green in the back. Fine. Thank there you. There you go. There you go. All right. That feels a little better. Thank you. I was like, <laughs> man, what's, what's the movie where Harvey Keitel is? It is most ridiculous. Uh, oh, it's um, it, that's easy. It's it's uh, little taxi N- driver, little Nicky, because he's like he plays the devil and, and has to be Adam Sandler's dad in that movie. Uh huh. So that's that's definitely the one. Yeah, it's taxi driver. Uh, it's it's little Nicky. Little Nicky is a garbage shit fire. <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, yeah, anyway, she comes home, and they eat a bunch of pork, and they have a long-winded uh, discussion. About nothing, because everything is just snippets. Yeah. It's, again, like he wanted to do a Tarantino scene, but didn't know how to do long-form versions of the back and forth. So instead of banter, it just does quick cuts. And each one's so, saying something different. Yeah, so someone will be like, yeah, I'm just saying, you know, we need to get the good drinks, and then it'll, like, cut to two other people. Yeah, so when we do a job, I want to, and nothing has to do with anything that's been said. The only part of any of it that stuck in my mind was girlfriend's dialogue because she was talking about how art is the, tr- or money is the true art. Yeah. All of her dialogue was like, yeah, because because art is anything that you don't exchange for value. It's, uh, and, and money is, money is value instead of being exchanged for value and therefore money is the true art. Money has intrinsic value without being useful it has no use which makes which means it's art you're like oh okay oh god is this a quaalude conversation (laughs) you see i think collecting money is the most avant-garde thing you can do (sighs) (sighs) frankenstein hate quaaludes Drug conversation bad. <laughs> this happened to Frankenstein's dad. No good. Just throws her in a well. <laughs> what? 
right into the river with you. <laughs> this is the worst thing I do in most movies. <laughs> so, yeah, we waste a whole bunch of time on the dumb bullshit Chinese food scene. But where then nothing right happens. in the middle of the Chinese food scene where nothing is happening. And by the way, this is one of those scenes where they have, because they don't have the budget for actual Chinese food, they have instead scattered empty Chinese food boxes completely all over the table, as if each one of them was responsible for eating the contents of six boxes of Chinese food. I do love that in a film where they're like, oh, we're getting Chinese, and you see the table, and it is covered in boxes. I'm like, who the fuck is eating that much? I'm a fat glutton, and I get one box of something and one box of rice. Yeah, that's right. You... I mean, on one of my my uh, more gluttonous days, maybe two boxes of something. Maybe mm. if like the second one was like a like a broccoli beef where it had a lot of more vegetables and it wasn't quite as heavy. Mm-hmm. But ooh, well, see, the thing is, I always get Chinese with someone else. I never get it on my own, mm-hmm. and so I get something, they get something, we split those somethings, and then there's those little small boxes of rice that go with it. Yeah, and so it's it's four boxes on the table for two people, which feels gluttonous. But when there's six people and there's like forty boxes on the table and you're like, this doesn't make... The, there's only you, five people, too. Yeah, you're like, what? Are, what? No. What did you order? A bunch of those better have had napkins in them. Yeah, I'm hoping that a lot of that... Like, you had a box per fortune cookie mm-hmm. you were given, and you were given ten fortune yeah. cookies. Take it from the gluttons. Take it from the, me, the, a fat man. That's too much Chinese food. Ugh. Anyway. The, the, the alarm on the box goes off. Oh, no, the alarm on the box. That means they've got to deal with the thing, and... The, the it, item? Yeah, the item. And the item begins to thrash around in the box. And we have everyone on the team make half-assed attempts to go take the stuff out of the item. Because uh, the item needs to have the tube in it removed. And the, uh, the it needs to be wiped with disinfectant. So um, they... <laughs> They shove Warren, well, first they have Lauren Lauren to open the box, box, because she's apparently the only one that knows the code. Yeah. And then Warren has to take the tube out of the thing's ass. Yeah, because both Alex and Fatty can't do it. And they're like, oh, you've got a kid. You could, you've could, you changed enough diapers. You sh- This shouldn't be a problem for you. So the thing comes out of his ass. And he gets sprayed with... Worm poop or something. I, it, I mean, it looks like it's supposed to be, I think, blood but I or maybe poop. I don't know. The coloring in this is bad. Mm. It's a bad movie. Pee-pee, doo-doo. It is a bad movie. <laughs> yeah, the worm has debt written on the side of it. <laughs> I, the, the worm is just <laughs> called Congress... <laughs> these worms, these worm dick monsters in Congress, am I right? I mean, kinda. I mean, kind of, yes. <laughs> this worm dick monster that's president, am I right? <laughs> so, so anyway, yeah, at this point, the monster manages to kind of escape its harness and it sits up to look at them. Uh, and his harness had previously covered his little face. Oh, well, yeah, because I forget who. I think Fatty takes the fucking heart, like the aspirator out. Yeah, so the aspirator that covers his little face reveals that it's got two eyes that are, that have like, pads of more of its own flesh sewn over its eyes yeah it's like its eyes are sewn shut but it's sewn all the way around the circle of its eyes which i'm like okay so it doesn't have eyelids you just took flesh and put it over its eyes yeah, it just took ass grafts off the worm and used those for eyelids and then sewed the whole thing on there also, also i i just want to say it <sighs> when you look at it straight on like it does have 
some like protruding bits like its mouth does come out and whatnot Mm -hmm. but when you look at it straight on it looks very flat and it kind of looks like the bottom of a like a stingray or a manta ray yeah you can see that i can see that like that kind of slit mouth little weird eyes i mean to be fair the eyes of a stingray are on the top but but yeah i I, I get what you're coming from those gill areas that you kind of kind of think could be eyes yeah yeah it's got like two little open bits above a mouth yeah and the mouth is very muppety i mean i I gotta give them credit at least this thing still kind of looks better than that Walter Muppet they added to that Muppet movie in 2015. What? Remember when they had that, made that Muppet movie and it was like Jason Siegel was the main character and they made a Muppet little brother of Jason Siegel? Oh. And then like at the end yeah. of the like, they, and, and everyone loves him. His name's Walter. And at the end of the movie, they like throw him up in the air, even though he doesn't fight. They're like, yay, Walter, even though nothing really happens in the movie regarding him. It was just like they were trying to add a new Muppet. They were like, this is the new Muppet, everybody. Yeah. You remember all your beloved Muppets yeah. that all had personality? Well, here's one that just looks like a generic person yeah and he he's he's got less personality to him than the dude that argues with grover in the restaurant about soup (laughs) but but here he is walter walter the muppet that's what we want to put all our money on yeah and you notice he's conspicuously gone when the great muppet caper happens oh no wait i think he's actually in it briefly anyway moving on uh this thing is just an ugly puppet dick monster worm yeah so one one person does because the movie's very very egalitarian say it actually kind of looks like a clitoris yeah, oh, well, it's only phallic in that it is long and strong and down to get the friction on. Yeah. But you see, if you look at it in a certain way, it, it could be very clitoral. Yeah, like if you looked at it the way you looked at a hyena's clitoris. Uh, sure, why yeah, not? Yeah, right up close. Yeah. Well, the hyena's got like <laughs> About a t- an inch away. That's yeah. how I look at a hyena's clitoris. That's the best way to do it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> You gotta sneak up. <laughs> you gotta get right in there. <laughs> uh, okay, so, yeah, and then the girlfriend is like, that's not a monkey. And, you know, they're, they're all just doing tense, angry, yelling at each other dialogue. But then she starts laughing, and she's like, what am I gonna do with all the bananas I bought it? I was like, why did you buy it bananas? It was a frozen you were, monkey. Yeah, you were told that it was a frozen monkey that was going to, in another, f- like, five hours, be sold to someone. Why would you buy bananas? <laughs> God damn this movie. <laughs> But she's doing like that, the killing joke kind of laughing. Uh, it, oh, God. Anyway, at this point, they can't keep the, the item in the box anymore. So they put it in a trash can and put it in a room and make Fatty watch it. Yep. Like, here, we're going to have you watch this thing while the rest of us fuck off for some reason. Well, Lauren and Warren go to look at a computer, which they constantly talk about the computer. Uh, they, apparently, Lauren's getting emails on the computer uh, that are about how she does crimes or something. And it, she has, her, her story there makes no sense at all. Warren finally admits that he's got brain cancer and he's going to be dying pretty soon. Yeah, because Lauren is the only one that figures out that the pills that he has... Mm-hmm are, like, for brain cancer, I guess. Yes, they're they're brain cancer pills. Yeah, they're they're pills you take for brain cancer. Mm -hmm. And... You also need to to have a full stomach when you take them. Uh, And Alex and girlfriend have gone off to have sex. As as one is wont to do when a dick puppet monster shows up and you are a professional criminal that needs to wait for someone to pick it up, let's just leave this monster of unknown power and origin alone in a room with someone while the rest of us fuck right off. So the two of them have sex and then take a shower. Uh, the big dramatic reveal during the sex scene is that uh, girlfriend has her room covered in in photoactive or uh, like blacklight re- responsive paint. So she turns off the lights and then the whole room is all glowing blue and so are her teeth. And they keep having like makeouts and then they take a shower. And during the shower, he tells her a story about how he killed a pig once. Yeah. 
I was a kid, and my my mom took me to a slaughterhouse and was like, here, you gotta kill this pig, and I was like, fuck you, and then I did, and then she freaked out, and then she slipped in blood and landed on her ass. It's a good I'm, story, because she fell down. Yeah, that's me, I'm a badass. Even as a kid, I took a fucking machete to a squealing pig, and then my mom fell on her ass. That's yeah, that's me, I'm a badass. That's the whole story, thanks for telling me. Just more killing joke analogs to me although i can't remember what's the what's the joke in the killing joke is it the one about the guy who falls off the cliff and there's like berries there what i don't know i've never read the killing joke really you've never read the killing joke no well then here let me just tell you a different pig joke so i'll feel better about everything so there's this dude i mean all it does for me is yeah. remind me of you know the silence of the lambs yeah so there's this this dude who drives up to a farm when there's a three-legged pig on the farm and he yeah, cuts, I know. he cuts its throat and then it's this mom falls in its yeah. guts yeah i know yeah i've heard that one yeah that's and anyone whole... who tells that joke is a badass <laughs> That's how it goes. Anyhow, um, fucking pigs. I don't know how these two managed to get into a relationship in the first place, because every time we see the two of them interact in any way, Alex is just being a weird creep, like telling her stories about him murdering things and just generally being an asshole. I'm like, how did you two start dating? It's confidence, John. It's He's a confidence man. He's confident, and confidence counts for 90% of any given relationship. Like, if you want to get a girl, you just got to go right up to her and be like, I fucking kill pigs. And she'll be like, she'll appreciate that confidence. She'll attitude. appreciate the, the cool, calm way in which you said, I kill pigs. Yeah. She'll, she'll, see she'll appreciate your candor. And when you've dated her, you can date someone else. Then you can date her again. <laughs> the teenage guide to popularity i've got my own car uh i'm popular <laughs> so anyway uh yeah so fatty meanwhile has encountered he's got a banana in his mouth because there's bananas for the monkey he's learned an important secret about the 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 item monster it can talk it can talk in a high-pitched puppet voice it's like hey man How's the banana? Hey, can I have some of that banana down here? I'm so hungry. We don't we don't actually hear him talking until after the most horrible thing in the movie, which is when uh when Alex comes in to check on the monster and is mad because the fatty isn't properly holding the gun pointed at the monster. But before he gets mad, he takes a lot of time to dangle a above and then drop onto the monster a fully loaded condom. Yep, he's got a used condom, and he's like, "Oh, teasing the thing, like, oh, you hungry? You want you want a, a protein thing?" And then drops it on him, and it's just like, "Oops." Anyway, I'm like, "You're the worst criminal that's ever existed. How are you this terrible at your job?" What if that nonsense is still stuck to the monster's face when the dude shows up to pay you a bunch of money for it? Yeah, and you're like, "Oh yeah, I forgot the." Oh what? yeah, I dropped the used condom on the thing you were paying us the, for. The scientist who made the monster said that that's a genetic anomaly that it grew up with a used condom on its face it's got it's uh yeah, i mean the caveat emptor am i right yeah well, who knew huh yeah well anyway he then threatens fatty to make sure he holds the gun correctly well that he has the gun in his hand because the yeah. gun has just been sitting next to him yeah but that's not good enough he's, he's like oh no we don't know this thing could spit acid or be able to move at lightning fast speeds and rip your throat out and i'm like you know for someone who seems to right now be threatening his friend of 17 years with a gun for not holding a gun when an unknown weird alien creature is around you sure did just dangle a used 
used condom right in front of its face and did not have your gun out or give a fuck. Yeah, no, and uh, and also for someone who's super worried about this monster having lightning speed and super acid spit, you sure are keeping it in an open garbage can yeah. instead of, say, for example, the big locked box it came in. Yep. <sighs> uh, anyway, then we get back to Fatty, and I feel bad that that's his name, but Fatty's sitting there uh, with a gun on the monster. When it, the monster flings the used condom in such a way that it sticks to the ceiling and then psychologically torments Fatty. Yeah. It, I'm not 100% sure, but I feel like the worm thing is basically like a psychic resonance thing where... It can pick up people's worst whatevers. Yeah, yeah whatever they're sort of putting out, it picks up. So it just starts going like, oh, I'm so hungry. Oh. It, it's like, remember, you, don't you hate it when you wake up and you've got bologna on your face because you were a glutton last night? Uh, don't you hate it when you get some Oreos and you put the Oreos on the floor and you eat them off the floor like an animal? I'm trying to figure out what the most gluttonous story that's like, because they're like, oh, you you went out, you know, because you went to the you, fridge and you just squatted there like a beast and ate bologna and cheese slices until and, either your dick got too cold or your your knees were weak so you you just grabbed more bologna and cheese and went to bed and ate them in bed you fucking filthy monster and i was like man that is that is vivid i may be an old fat dude but i've never pulled anything like that no I think the worst i've done is eat at little caesar's voluntarily <laughs> and i should go to jail <laughs> that's pretty much the way that works like i mean i i guess but again i'm looking at this going like ah, this guy's not that fat no he's not no he's he's, he's not that bad uh i mean he's bigger than me but not not by much ah. but not enough not at dick dangling on the linoleum variety yeah i mean he i don't think we're at the point where he's like crouched like a gargoyle over his fucking fridge while he just shovels food into his mouth i'm sort of assuming that's not happening most people who actually do that are usually super skinny like that's a dagwood move yeah that's, that's a thing where you're like oh i have the metabolism of a shrew and yeah. occasionally i just go into the fridge and you know crawl into it and eat everything i find yeah and so anyway he manages to talk fatty into a weird rampage about turning off lights like, well yeah because he like the whole story with the baloney thing ends with him like getting into bed and turning off the light so that he can't see himself and how disgusting he is mm -hmm. so pretty much they have this weird back and forth to the point where whatever the item is this dick muppet drives him insane and he runs out yelling about turn off the light and just starts shooting up the place and he's just real mad that spider-man won't turn off the dark yeah i think we gotta rush this john because we're already at the 50 minute mark and the movie itself was pretty a, a pretty narrow 70 so he runs out with oh, his... man it was a hundred minutes was it okay well then we've got gosh 50 more minutes we can go over if we want to stay the same length as the movie i don't no but um, i mean this is the point where everything just sort of <sighs> begins to happen where everyone dies mm -hmm. so fatty shoots everything up and warren manages to sneak behind him and hit him in the head with a baseball bat and this is where we get the point where i'm like oh i I know I've said I don't understand how you guys have been in business for this long, but now I really don't get it because fucking Alex sits down and has a heart-to-heart -heart in probably the best scene in this movie. Mm -hmm. Alex and Fatty are sitting sort of outside the apartment and talking, and Fatty, whoever plays him, 
this is the best acting in the movie where he's just crying about, you know... I like the line, when did I become the joke of the group? Yeah. It's like, why are you so mean to me? Like, when did I become the thing that everyone dumps on? Like, he's there's actual emotion there, mm -hmm. and it's fairly raw and powerful and i was like oh i was not expecting this in this absolute garbage dump of a movie yeah but it lasts all of about two minutes before alex is like no buddy we do love you and then shoots him yeah he they have a back and forth and even in this alex is like no man i don't know and like he gets kind we're of vulnerable because we're mean to you i don't know it just started happening and he's like look we're family we've been together for like 17 years and I need to know that you're going to be okay. And like, they have this whole thing. And then he just walks behind him and shoots him in the head. Yeah. Then he goes inside and everyone's like, I can't believe you just did that. And, and his response is just like, I want an egg roll. And not like, yeah, I remember a minute ago when he hosed the entire house down with Uzi bullets. Yeah. No. Eh. Uh, so. I just fucking, oh my God. Anyway, anyway, now Warren has to go watch the monster. Yeah. One by one, they send people to go watch a monster and then it drives them insane. It's just the two of them, whoever actually have to do it. Warren goes to watch the monster and take his heart pills and the monster shows up and is like, Hey man, you should kill yourself. Hey man kill yourself which he doesn't do instead this is the longest most boring thing uh alex goes outside to hack up fatty's body so we can hide it yeah uh and while he's doing that he catches the one punk that warren didn't kill warren let the punk live uh, and for some reason he decided to crawl back to the apartment where he knows murderers are yeah which so, bad choice so alex drags him inside and as a kind of loyalty test thing he cat he may he's gonna try and force warren to kill this punk kid yeah uh he and it takes forever and it, warren is already feeling super vulnerable and suicidal and when he's like how come we didn't kill this kid he's like man i don't want to talk about it leave me alone. i don't want, i don't want to fucking kill anyone anymore i'm done yeah and so alex does the whole well if you have, if you're not going to kill him you got to kill me yeah I'll put the bullet the gun on myself fucking do it because there's you got two options you go in there and you fucking kill him or you kill me because i'll kill you you could also kill yourself and then you know he goes in there to kill the guy has a change of heart doesn't have a change of heart back well, and forth back and forth for like he eventually five fucking minutes fucking turns around and is going to it seems like shoot alex it well what finally happens is but when he turns around to do that fucking the punk sees fatty's gun that uh got knocked out of his hands when he got hit by warren in the baseball bat mm -hmm. and he grabs it and shoots warren a bunch in well, the back yeah and then runs out of bullets and oh how convenient but but um the the re the thing that makes him turn around and point the gun at Alex finally is that girlfriend is there and she's like please don't kill my friend please please don't kill my art student friend and Alex is like oh good okay fine fucking shoot them both yeah and he's like wait you want me to kill your girlfriend yeah man I don't feel like this relationship is salvageable anyway and that's what gets him to turn around yeah and then he but I love that the fucking punk decides to shoot this dude up in the second when he turns around to the guy who actually wants to murder them yeah yeah he he could have waited until that guy pulled the trigger on his friend yeah but no, no. whatever. Anyway, you get the punk gets shot. Uh, girlfriend's still kicking. Uh, when when Warren gets shot, Lauren, that's fun. Lauren comes out and is like, "What's going on?" He's like, "Hey, we just got to split the money two ways now." But uh, Lauren has to go watch the fucking thing now. Yeah, go watch the worm. And Lauren gets a whole back and forth where her thing is like, "Ooh, I used to have a soul, but I feel like it's shriveled up, and the only way to get my soul back is to stop being evil." And that. Mm -hmm didn't matter at all frankenstein hate long-winded soul discussions <laughs> it's 
so she fucking comes back out and everyone else who has had like a moment with this fucking dick puppet has gone slightly insane and she just comes out and goes hey maybe we should be evil you're like, come on now. Yeah, and then they have that stupid, oh, please tell my boyfriend for me because I'm not speaking to him right now routine where, where girlfriend is like, Lauren, please tell Alex the following things. Please tell Alex I am upset that he killed all of my friends. Yeah, and that goes back and forth. And then Alex is like, yeah, I'm definitely going to kill you. So he reaches for the gun, but Lauren gets it first and shoots him. Yep. So our main character, Alex, is dead. Well, first he has to go run into the I room know. with a dick puppet. And as he is dying, he gets his time with the dick puppet. I wanted to talk real briefly about the scene when he gets shot, because it makes more noise than it, than anything else in the movie has. He gets his he gets shot in the stomach, and his guts blast all over the back wall with like a noise. And then every time he moves, they play the noise again. Well, yeah, and squirt more blood from yeah. behind him. Because... You know, he wrote and directed this, so he gets to have the most elaborate death. Yeah, now he, yeah, like you were saying, he goes and lies down, and the dick puppet pops up at the foot of the bed and is like, Hi, you're dying. Hey, it's you don't even like yourself, do you? And he's like, Man, I never met, had much attachment for sentimentality. Oh, yeah, I get a few more good lines. Hey, man, you know, when you're falling asleep, you can never tell that moment when you finally do go to sleep. It's deep. Anyway, I'm dead now. Yeah. Oh, boy, says the worm. In the worst scene in this movie, I'm going to go have graphic sex <laughs> with your girlfriend. But first, Lauren and the girlfriend make out very briefly. Mm -hmm. And she tries to convince the girlfriend to be like, hey, look, we could sell the puppet thing. Mm -hmm. And you, you can take this money that we were going to give to the scientist. Consider it your cut. And just... Like, I, sorry, all your friends are dead. Here's some money. And the girlfriend's like, nah, I don't want any of this. Please just go. And so Lauren grabs a big pile of money and just goes. Which is weird that she would be like, either one willing to be like, yeah, fuck it. Let's just not get paid for this after everyone's already dead. Or two, willing to be like, yeah, I'm just going to leave you alone with John, this weird dick puppet. She's reclaiming her soul, John. She's yeah. reclaiming her soul. It's starting to grow back like so much lung tissue on a smoker who has managed to quit. Yeah, you know what isn't a good action from a non-evil person? Leaving someone alone with a weird psychic dick puppet. The psychic dick puppet hasn't killed anyone yet. Well, it's it's just had conversations not, with people. It hasn't killed anyone directly, but it's Hannibal Lectered some people. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, then she uh, goes into into an, into the room, the bedroom, and fucks the dick puppet, and it's the worst. It is the goddamn worst. This fucking dick puppet, like, crawls all over her, and then she, in the only nudity in this movie, takes, like, not even when she was having sex with Alex or they took a shower. You got no nudity then. Yeah. But when she has sex with a dick puppet, she takes her top off, and you're like, oh, come on, Aww, don't, honey, no. Just say no, not please. For not for this. Just pick a better one. And the, the top comes off per, in a perfect time for the dick puppet to gnaw on her boob. Ugh. And it, like, runs its weird dick tail on her and then uses the dick tail to fuck her. There you go. And, and then I and hate then she, everything. And then I think she goes in another room and kills herself. I'm not sure. Well, yeah, she kind of, like, redresses herself. Oh, well, first, the first thing she does is unsew its eyes. Well, yeah, she yeah. does unsew its eyes. But this is when she has redressed herself, and she's got, like, a blanket around her and the dick puppet, mm -hmm. and she, like, opens its eyes up, and... There's just blackness in there, John. Yeah, there's just... 
a couple of holes. Yeah. And then she... Black is your soul. She picks up the puppet and walks into the other room. We do not follow her when she does that. We just sort of have a static frame on, like, the couch where she was. She walks away, and then we hear a, a gunshot roll credits. What the fuck are you talking I mean, about? The credits show what I think is supposed to be the tentacle grasper thing of the dick puppet banging on a wall or something. Or the door. The, something like that. And that, that just continues until the credits stop rolling. So we think that she didn't kill the dick puppet. It's, it looks more likely that the moment she took its eyeball things off, it got its true power and made her kill herself immediately. I maybe. Maybe. I, I don't know. We don't... <sighs> I hated this. I hate it. Uh, like, we don't even know if the fucking buyer shows up to get... The, we don't know if this worm thing is malicious or just sort of accidentally causing people to die. No interactions with anyone make any sense. It's just the fucking goddamn worst. I just really wish that April 1st had been tomorrow instead of, like, a few days ago, because I would rather eat so many fish flute flavored condoms than, <laughs> than, than describe this film again. <sighs> The the thing that I mentioned when we finished watching this is that one of the biggest problems with this movie is that tonally it does not know what the fuck it wants to do because it has elements of a sort of Tarantino gangster heist nonsense thing going on. And Jeff is getting lots of messages, but it's got a Tarantino heist thing happening, which is basically like uh, all the characters who are criminals and they're all quippy and professional killers and they don't care about things. But then it also has sort of a horror movie thing with like, ooh, there's a weird monster in a box and we we can't open it. And oh, no, what what happens when it gets loose? And it, it's got horrible psychic powers. But shoot then it her! You have to shoot her! <laughs> <laughs> but then it also has like a weird psychological thriller type thing to it where everyone has like these psychological problems and everyone's kind of like got this weird cabin fever thing going on where everyone just kind of goes crazy in this one house oh and it's also hyper stylized because there's all those whooshes and what have you Meh. but the the weird thing to me is that they couldn't pick something to do like if you wanted to tell the story of these criminals turning on each other you didn't need to include a weird dick muppet but you did, but then well, you, you didn't focus on it at all. If you don't include the dick muppet, you can't call your movie the item. I mean, you have to call you it can. like you have to call it like a bunch of shooters in a room or something. No, man, you could have them all go crazy over whatever the item is. Mm -hmm. Make it like the fucking briefcase in Pulp Fiction, where you never know what's in there. Yeah, if there was one thing this movie needed, it was yet more attempts to be like Pulp Fiction. Hey, man, at least if you're gonna steal, steal something good from a movie <laughs> instead of just trying to ape it. <laughs> Actually, steal something from it. This movie was so fucking bad. Yeah, you're right. It was a it was a tonal mix of stupid shit, mostly designed to make the main character look badass, which it did. It made it look it made him look like a modern update of Shaggy, and, and I mean I mean the I mean the well, well, Scooby Doo one, not the not the cool one. <laughs> yeah, it, a modern update of Shaggy Too Dope. <laughs> there you go. I'm sorry, I forgot that there are three famous Shaggies. Yeah, there's there's Shaggy, there's Shaggy, and there's Shaggy Too Dope. Yeah. Well, you could also just call Shaggy by his full, you know, God given, what is it, Norville Roberts or whatever? Yeah, sure. Why not? No, it, Shaggy Norville Roberts. Norville Shaggy Roberts. Normal Nor the Shagster Roberts. Like Norbert, I think his full name is Norbert. Schwagbert. Norbert Dorbert. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Nor I'm almost certain his name is Shaggy Daggy. <laughs> that sounds right. That sounds accurate. Much like Scoopert Dubert. Dubert. <laughs> 
Uh, okay, so uh, anyway, do you want to get to the favorites and least favorites? I mean, please? We, we may as well. Let's please? wrap this motherfucker oh, up. All right, God. Jeff, give me your your favorite thing in this movie. <laughs> I mean, I'll the, go first. The, the performance it. of the scientist. Great. You want to go with the fucking Marty? Yeah. Marty. Ma- Marty, I like watching women have sex. That's how I got into this business, Marty. Marty. <laughs> I mean, I'm the creepiest character in this movie, Marty. Um, yeah, he's so weird. And, and he's only in the one scene which doesn't give him enough time to go sour. And I love his dumb sunglasses. <laughs> His weird future silver suit. Yeah, his weird silver suit, his wispity-ass hair. I mean, he just looks like a Crispin Glover character. <laughs> Good. And uh, he's just pretending to kick David Letterman right in the face. Um, okay. You, you haven't heard about that? You haven't seen that before? That's the Crispin Glover thing. Yeah. He's one of the people that got banned from Letterman for doing something weird. Okay. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> I just remember the, the guy who directed like Spring Breakers and shit got kicked for, off of Letterman permanently for going through Meryl Streep's purse backstage. <laughs> well, Harmony Kareen, that's his name. Anyway, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, the scientist performance is my favorite part. What's yours? Uh, I mean, it's definitely the one emotional scene with Fatty was the only thing in there where I was like, oh, I'm sort of paying attention now. Hey, look, someone acting. Hooray. Yeah, I would have been fine with it if they haven't pulled a Lenny and the Rabbits thing at the end of it. No, but I'm saying it is the best scene. Yeah, I know. If, if it had actually ended with, with Alex going back inside and that dude showing up a minute later and being like, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm ready. I'm to sorry, get, guys. I'm ready to get back to it. That would have been kind of a surprise turn. Yeah. But having this, the, the uh, homicidal guy homicide again was not an interesting development. No. It was just bad and dumb yeah uh and the worst thing in the movie for you jeff uh, it's gonna be the drag queen murder discussion stuff where he's obviously just, it is yeah where because he's intentionally misgendering as as a it's just the whole thing is bad yeah i'm just gonna say that entire scene is bad for multiple reasons yeah i think that's pretty much the best way to put it it's well i mean and then here's the thing john if you want to have that as your worst because it feels like you might maybe do as I well i mean it doesn't matter we can both do it because the other thing is the graphic dick sex puppet monster i mean that is also that, true i think both of those need to be mentioned that just made me real uncomfortable i was like oh come on both of these scenes that we have mentioned made me the most uncomfortable i get i give you 50 bucks that the arm inside that fucking dick puppet was also the director and writer and star of the movie again oh, i did not think of that and now that you've put that in my mind i'm like oh, i hate it even more uh-huh Ugh, it's probably God him doing it. the voice too <laughs> ah, it's me i'm just gonna bite on your nipple like one of those Aww. t-rex grabber toys oh Ooh. ducklings <laughs> anyway th- those scenes are both the worst yep so now we are going to give the movie each a zero to five rating gives this movie a rating out of 10 jeff this gets the point five from me the, it's technically a movie but good lord do not go see this yay how about you john i mean same it's a point five it is technically a movie there are technically actors and a plot but good sweet jesus this should not be this should never have been put on a dvd who did this this had special features we should go back and see what they are yeah oh what if there's director commentary so we could watch the guy who wrote it and directed it and played that dick puppet arm and starred in it also talk over it oh that would be just heaven just telling us what he was thinking in this scene and in this scene i was thinking man i'm so cool (laughs) yeah That's why I gave myself more dialogue. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. One out of ten for the item. Not a good movie in any way, shape, or form. Studiously avoid. I'm going to go microwave the DVD. (laughs) 
yeah, let's uh, let's make sure no one gets to watch this ever mm-hmm. again from us. That's important to me. Yeah. So thank you so much for listening, following along as we tortured ourselves reliving the memories of the item. There's been way too much torturing ourselves recently. We need to do some good stuff. Hey, man, we saw Captain Marvel recently. Oh, that's fair. That was, pre- that was good. That was good. But we've, <laughs> I think just in the past week, we've had a real, <laughs> real rough time of it. John, we've both got medical conditions. We can't live like this. <laughs> we, c- we can't keep living like this. We this gotta, is a pace that kills. We gotta do some good things. <laughs> I want to give back to the community. I want to put on a community car wash. <laughs> uh, so yeah, thank you so much for joining us. If you like listening to us and you want to support us, you can and of you course think I'm sexy. <laughs> go to patreon.com slash system mastery and any amount helps us out, keeps the show running, and you get a whole bunch of random bonus content stuff for our various other shows. Yeah, not for this show, but for so many shows. Seven bonus content episodes a month on average. If it's not that, it's because it's more. Yeah. So we've got a lot of shit that you can do. And if you want to check out the other shows, there's always SystemMasteryPodcast.com, where all of our stuff is, including some of our old written articles. And by that, I mean my old written articles. And you can find... I think I have one. You might. I, I, I think I do. I think I wrote a review of White Christmas once. Yeah. Just as a fucking gag. And I think well, one of the very first post we ever had was you putting up a picture of fucking... Uh, uh, Paul uh, Rudd. Paul Rudd dressed as Luigi in a movie where he is not Luigi. Yeah, in a in an outfit that is spot on Luigi where he is not Luigi. Yeah, it's a very weird thing. I own that movie, by the way. What is that? Uh, I forget what the name is. It's like something summer whatever, mm. but it's like an actual serious drama, but he straight up dresses like Luigi. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I wonder if people have told him in the past, like, hey, you know that deadly serious movie you made that was like a drama? Do you remember you, when we, you were trying to branch out and be like, I'm going to make that serious movie that, you know, this is going to be like my punch drunk love. Let me ask you a question. During that film, how much time did you spend being afraid of ghosts? <laughs> during that film, were you ever jealous of Mario? <laughs> were you worried that during the making of that film, Mario was missing? <laughs> did you ever, I don't know, get taught typing during that movie? <laughs> Uh. <laughs> Did you ever find yourself staring at the Powerpuff Girls from a bathtub? <laughs> what? That's the Ouija meme. <sighs> All right. It's the, it's the Ouija meme. Thank you so much for listening to us. We will be back in another two weeks with more movie mastery. But until then, have a good one. Ouija. Ouija.